Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, while Doug is in Italy the next couple of weeks, we are in the capable hands of the one and only Mrs. Noel Denise Shriver is going to be here with us in just a moment. But let's begin, as we always do, another edition of The Organic Gardener by taking the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. And that 10th caller will win that gift certificate from Sorgles. All right, so Mrs. Noel joins us today, and it's always great to have her here. But I can tell you this, the phones will fill up quickly, as always. Everybody wants to get those questions answered. So what you need to do is to start dialing right now. But she wants to begin talking about the Allium leaf miner and how it can affect our plantings of garlic and shallots. So let's begin there, Mrs. Know-it-all. Good morning. How are you? Hi, good. And actually, um, people like to call in because I'm prettier than Doug. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have hair on my head. So at any rate, you know, we're all getting into the season where we plant our garlic and shallots, and then we plant the ornamental onions in our gardens as well. So Allium leaf miner, actually, instead of coming to us from China, actually came to us from Poland, which is a little different. And what it does is you will see on the leaves, like little dots kind of in a row all the way up, or you can also see where the leaves do this twisty, curly thing. It's it's like Medusa, and that means you have Allium leaf miner, and it will destroy the bulbs, which means no garlic, no shallots, no ornamental onions. You know, it even affects the wild onions, you know, that we try to get rid of in our yards. So one of the things you can do, and it's very easy to do, is wait till we have one or two killing frost because the allium leaf miner is actually the it's a fly that lays its eggs in the leaves and then kind of burrows its way down into the bulb and stays there so if you have any of these symptoms what you want to do is actually dig up all the plants you want to burn them you really do not want this to come back, especially, you know, um, probably worse than Doug when it comes to garlic. I, I would put garlic in ice cream. Actually, I've had garlic ice cream. And so, you know, if you want to do it, just wait till we have one or two killing frosts. Now, I haven't seen anything in the long-range forecasts for it, but, you know, you could actually prepare your soil where you're going to put the bulbs. You know, I just make a furrow. And just wait, you know, you can go out and park them in the ground probably within 10 minutes and wait for them until we can harvest them next summer. So that's what you do for the allium leaf miner. All right. So, Mr. Nordahl is going to be taking your questions. We already have a couple of calls coming in. Uh, We'll get those uh, in the queue and we'll get some of those listeners on the air in just a moment. But uh, the transition is underway, rainy, chilly weather, and uh, it's uh, about that time of year, is it not, Mrs. Nordahl? Oh, I know. You know, it's just 
this summer was pretty miserable. I really hate when we have 90-degree heat. As much as I love warm weather, that's not my idea of warm weather. And now it's rainy. You know what? I live in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, and we have not gotten as much rain as other parts of the city. So I really need the rain, you know, just to kind of, you know, keep the lawn going. I have trees and shrubs. And they need water. And that's something people don't think about. Once it's cold, and even when we have rain, oh, I don't have to do anything outside anymore unless I want to. But it's really important to keep your trees and shrubs hydrated so that they make it through the winter. Just remember those four days that we had around Christmas last year. Even though it was a very mild winter, you know, those, you know, 10 degree below zero temperatures, not temperatures, but actually wind chill, killed a lot of plants for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost uh, a rose that I had just planted last year, and it never came back, you know, or we had shrubs that we had to go in and severely prune. So it's still really important to kind of keep everything hydrated, just like us. You know, we need to, you know, have something to drink and keep us hydrated, keep our skin nice and soft. So that's something everybody has to remember to do is go out and water. All right, listen, we're going to get this break in now. And then if you have a question for Mrs. Novano, we're wide open across the board. So 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Mrs. Novano will be taking your questions up until 8 o'clock. Doug is in Italy the next couple of weekends, so she will be holding down the Organic Gardener Show up until 8 o'clock. Pet Fest 23, presented by Subaru, is coming to Stage AE October 28th. If you have a pet or just love them like we all do, this is the perfect event for you and your four-legged buddy. Pet Fest will feature photos with Santa, training demonstrations, grooming, costume contests, shelter adoptions, vendor booths, and more. For ticket information, visit kdkradio.com. That's Pet Fest, presented by Subaru and brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding, Pet One South Hills, and Premier Carpet Care. Your phone calls next at 866 391 Mrs. Know-It-All, Denise Schreiber, hosting today's edition of The Organic Garden with your Pratt Pack on KDKA. Good morning. All right, we are back on The Organic Garden. Doug is in Italy, so Mrs. Know-It-All, Denise Schreiber, is here today and next Sunday. Don't miss out on important updates in Pittsburgh from breaking need-to-know news, weather alerts, and more. Follow News Radio KDK on the Odyssey app now. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, first call today from Mrs. Know-It-All. Let's head to Cranberry and say hi to Diane. Hey, Diane, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good. What's your question? Well, um, I have a whole lot of maple trees in my yard, and I've noticed that on the bark, on the trunk, there's like, I, what, it's not really a moss, but it's like a green kind of looking thing, um, and it's, there's, it's scattered on the trunk, but it's definitely green, light green. Light green? But, yeah. Um I don't even know how to describe it. It's the the bark, the color of the bark is there's like patches of lighter looking green. Okay. Whatever, I, I don't know what it is. All right. So it it could be a couple of things. Uh, you might be talking about lichen, L-I-C-H-E-N, and that's if if it's dry and rough and kind of does it kind of curl at the edges a little bit or it's bumpy and I think so it's not like it's not like a patch of like you wouldn't think of it like moss but it's more just 
discoloration of like a gray green color on the trunk on the tree okay. and it's pat it is patchy okay it's, that's probably likened from what you're describing and it's perfectly harmless on your maple trees but google what the spotted lanternfly eggs look like um it almost and it's kind of a light gray I don't know that I'd say green, but, you know, it's kind of a weird color. And make sure that that's not their eggs that they've, they cover, they lay their eggs and then they kind of cover them with a protective covering in order for them to survive to next year. So since you said you have a lot of maple trees, that's one of their favorite trees. So Uh I would look to Google the picture of that. If that's what you have. What you do is take uh, like an old credit card or a knife and scrape the eggs in a jar or a uh, Ziploc bag and put a lot of hand sanitizer in it, just anything, you know, just put it right on and then seal up the jar or the um, bag. And then you need to notify the um Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, just to let them know that you have the eggs here and your location. And since it's Cranberry, you want to make sure that, you know, you tell them, I live in Cranberry. They usually don't ask for an address, but they may since Cranberry is so big. If it's not, Google the picture of lichen. And the edges kind of curl up, and it's really attractive. You don't want to remove them from the tree because you can actually damage the bark. And and they're actually it just shows that you have good air quality, actually. All right, Diane, thanks for the call. Let's go to Della. By the way, phones are open for Denise Schreiber, Mrs. Novodal, co-hosting today with me because Doug is in Italy the next two weeks, 866-391-1020. Hey, Della in Brighton Heights, how are you? Good morning. Welcome to KDKA. I'm fine, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I have. Good morning. It's so good to talk to you. Um, I love dogs also, but I mean, it's really good to talk to you too. Um, I have uh, a hibiscus tree. It's probably uh-huh. about four and a half, five feet tall, and um, it's been outside since May. It did. It's done beautifully all summer. Um, it's bloomed a lot, and now I would like to know what do I do to prepare it to come inside? Because I'm sure. There's some bugs in there, you know. I I don't know. I think I just can't bring it into the house. Um, So what do I need to do? You can't bring it into the house at all? No, no, no. I can bring it into the house. I mean, I don't want to bring it into the house because I think that there's something I'm supposed to be doing before I bring it into the house. And so I wanted to know what I need to do. So what you want to do is start bringing it in for a couple of hours every day. Uh, And you're good until we get uh, into the high 30s. And, you know, so start bringing it in. I tell people this and they get really upset with me. So once you bring it in, you want to put it in a room that you can keep cool with bright light. You know, even a something like that, you know, if you have a a big window somewhere. But you Mm -hmm. want to keep the room cool, so usually around 55 degrees, if at all possible. So if it's in your house, shut off the vents 
into that room. Okay. And then it, it will bloom, and you're going to have to pull off the blooms. I know that, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's blooming. That's where the insects usually hide. So you'll have trips and um, maybe spider mites, you know, oh, aphids. Okay. But that's why you want to pull off the uh, flowers. And then it's going to grow and kind of stretch out a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. get leggy. You actually want to cut it back in the spring before you take it back outside. But you want to oh. keep pulling the blooms off. You want to keep it watered. Don't overwater it. Make sure, you know, it drains very well. And it should be good to go next year. But if you're keeping it in another room from the rest of your houseplants, you shouldn't. Uh, your houseplants will be okay since it's actually isolated okay. from the rest of them. Oh, okay. Oh, that sounds good. I never thought of that. Putting in, and I do have a, I have a spare room that I can do with that. So that's great. Thank you so uh, much. Um, do I? When do I give it any food? Um, I, I, should I do that? No, you you don't want to start feeding it now. What will that will encourage soft growth, and that's what aphids like. It's the last thing you want to deal with all winter. So you just keep it watered, but don't okay. feed it until you get it outside next year. All right, Della, thanks for the call. We've got some phone lines available. If you want to talk to our expert, the expert, Mrs. Know-it-all, Denise Shriver, the number to dial is 866-391-1020. Pizza, calzones, that's what we're going to dive into next hour on the Coons Cooking Hour. And then all about a healthy lifestyle. Dr. Bridget Shufo will be here at 9, Bared Your Money and You, and then two full hours of the best hometown sports talk anywhere, the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. Josh Roundtree at the Anchor Desk. He's just minutes away with an update at 7.30. But again, if you want to talk to Mrs. Know-It-All, 866-391-1020. It's your Pratt Pack. Good morning. What do you say we take the uh, 10th caller right now to win a gift certificate from Janoski's? Farm Freshness awaits you every day. Another day of pumpkin land starts at 10 a.m. Route 30 in Clinton. And that number is 412 922-1020. The 10th caller wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's. Denise Schreiber in today for Doug, who is in Italy the next two weeks, so she will be co-hosting with your Pratt Pack. Calls coming in to talk to her, so let's get right back to the phones, and uh, we're going to say hi to uh, Cindy in just a moment, and I think she's ready to go. So, hey, Cindy, how are you? Welcome to KDKA. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. You bet. I'm calling about growing celery. This is the second season. Um, this past summer was the second time I grew it. The first year, it brought it out from my soaker hose. This year, the stalks look really well. It didn't form the channel, and they're hollow inside. There's nothing. It's just a hollow tube. Do you have any ideas what went wrong? All right, you know what? We don't have the best climate to grow celery. You know, and so you have to have even watering, and you didn't need the 90-degree heat that we had, you know, mm-hmm. you know, during the summer. So that would be my recommendation. You don't have to have your soaker hose right there, you know, but you want to keep even watering so it develops. Now, I grow an heirloom celery, and you grow – you get some stalks that are very thin – but the leaves are incredible. And, you know, if you want to make, say, chicken salad or a soup or something, and you don't have regular celery on hand, these leaves 
really have that true celery flavor and just, you know, chop it up and throw it into whatever. And you still get that. And you don't really have to worry about if the stalks are forming. It does form some stalks, just not like regular celery that we're used to seeing from the store or, you know, if we try to grow it. And I just get the seed from Renee's and it's just uh, the the heirloom and it's great and you can dry the leaves it's a biennial like parsley so it'll come back a second year and i just let it go to seed and then i always have some every year i don't because seeding it it actually likes the really cool temperatures oh well thank you for that suggestion i appreciate it all right. Oh, you're more than welcome. Good luck. Cindy, thanks Thank Thanks for the call. You have a great day. Any calls for Mrs. Noto? We'll now take them about gardening, whatever's on your mind as the season is winding down, 866-391-1020. So have you gotten to that fork in the road where you're ready to start slowing down a little bit, Denise? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was such a miserable summer, you know, for me personally and combined with the temperatures. And I had strawberries. I will never grow strawberries again. You know, somebody that has a lot of gardening space might want to do it. I will go buy strawberries at like Triple B or Sorgles or Janowski's. I am not going to do that again. They literally went over my tomatoes, I my potatoes. I just like pulling them out. You know, I grow the June berries which means that, you know, you get your harvest in June, whereas the other ones are everberry, and you kind of get a little bit of here and there. You know, and I grow them because I'm a canner, and so, you know, to make strawberry preserves and everything. And my husband and I were out there for probably six hours ripping out the plants just because I can't have that again. And, you know, bending over like that and looking, you know, for strawberries, it's really hard on your back. So, yeah, that's not something I'm going to grow again. But, you know, the other thing is I grow a lot of tropical plants, and I am bringing them in, you know, because they really don't like cold temperatures, which we're starting to get a, a little colder at night. So I bring them in, and I let them dry out cut the dead foliage off, make sure that the soil around the bulb or the roots are dry. And I packed them in dry peat moss. Now, I have a large garbage can that I put them all in because I have so many, and I just make sure no light gets into it. But someone who just has one or two plants could actually do that at home. You know, get a box like from the state store, you know, one of those – paper boxes that have a lid, uh-huh. you know, put some peat moss in the bottom and then, you know, put your roots or plants in there, cover it with more peat moss and put it somewhere where it's cool, not cold. And then you can just bring them out you know, in March and, you know, pot them up again and then you'll be ready to take them outside when it's warm enough. But that'd be a good way for somebody who just has a couple to store them. I, I have a lot. <laughs> So let me ask you, that peaceful, easy feeling, you, the Eagles, tonight, uh, you will be there. When did you become oh, yeah. a, When did you become an Eagles fan? 70s? Oh. Yeah, 
and and I I will admit, you know, I always loved Glenn Fry. I was heartbroken when he died. But it's just the music and you can sing it along and you can relate to it. And I was lucky enough to see him when he um, was still alive and here. And then, you know, the next time, obviously, when he was gone, they had his son Deacon Fry there. And Vince Gill, I am not a country fan, Mm -hmm. but I got to tell you, I was so impressed that he just fit right in. He's an incredible musician. And it was just like, wow. You know, it wasn't Glenn Fry, but he just fit right in and did those songs so well. Well, you know, Joe Walsh, uh, been a fan of his forever. And Don Henley, uh, still an incredible talent. Is Walsh with them now or no? Yes, he's still with them. Actually, when they broke up the first, not well, the first time, and he even said that he spent the next, I believe it was like 14 years, kind of abusing himself with alcohol. Yeah, I saw that. Once they got got back together, he stopped because it kind of gave him a purpose, even though he, you know, was out on his own recording. This was something, you know, that meant a lot to him, and he wanted to be part of it. Good stuff. Now, you have to correct one thing, fact or fiction. I heard that they actually got their start being a part of the Stone Pony Band, which backed up Linda Ronstadt. Is that fact or fiction? Uh, oh, that's true. Glenn Fry and Don Henley were part of it. They were actually part of a couple of other groups until they got together. And then they were a part of the Stone Ponies with Linda Ronstadt. And that's when, you know, they asked her, you know, we want to go form our own band. You know, but and in the meantime, Glenn Fry had made friends with Bob Seger ah. from Michigan. And, you know, so when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, Bob Seger was the one who did it. Mm, great talent. Enjoy that show tonight. That's going to be a, a memorable night. This is that farewell tour, so Mrs. Noda will be there with her significant other. Pretty cool stuff. All right, listen, we got another segment, and we'd like to get some calls in here for gardeners, uh, whatever's on your mind. So that number to dial to talk to Denise Schreiber, the of course, uh, Mrs. Know-It-All, that you hear on a regular basis with Doug, who is in Italy the next two weeks, so she's going to be co-hosting with your Pratt Pack. That number is 866-391-1020. Josh Roundtree coming up about 15 minutes from now with another look at local news. He'll have the latest on the situation in Israel as your Pratt Pack continues to stand for that part of the world, state of Israel, going through a very tough time right now. We'll have more as well throughout the day with CBS Radio News on that story. Next hour, pizza and calzones, a topic of conversation on the Coons Cooking Hour. Dr. Bridget Chufo, all about your health and well-being in that 9 o'clock hour, bared your money and you. Then it is two hours of the best hometown sports talk anywhere. The Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show will be joined right off the top after local news at 11 by Charles Morris of Penn Hills. And Ryan Lehmeyer of Central Catholic, a Central Catholic defeated Penn Hills in our Allegheny Health Network Sports Medicine Friday night game of the week just nights ago, right here on KDK. Back with more in a moment. Good morning. Mrs. Know-It-All in for Doug, who's in Italy the next two Sundays. So she'll be co-hosting with your Pratt Pack. And let's get to some calls here at 866-391-1020. Next stop is Monroeville. And let's say good morning to Sandy. Sandy, you're on KDK. What can we do for you? Yes. Um, when I'm like Doug. When the bulbs go on sale like hyacinths, how can I do that so they can bloom in the house? Okay, so it's really easy to do. So what you want to do is you want to get a wide pot 
doesn't have to be super deep, but it does have to be wide. So something like what if you bought any mums, a lot of times those pots are very wide, and that's an excellent pot to use. So you want to fill it with potting mix. And then you want to take your bulbs, and you just want to put them in to fill the pot. So all the way around, you want to leave a little bit of, say, the shoulders, if you want to call it that, of the bulbs still visible. And then you want to water it once thoroughly, and you don't want to water it again. Put it in a dark place, like a, a cold closet in the garage maybe, or you can put it in, you know, I'm a big fan of using the boxes from the liquor store, and put it in there, make sure it has a lid cover it, put it somewhere where it's going to get really cold, um, a garage, a porch outside, something like that, and you want to let it go for at least 10 weeks, 12 is better, and then you want to bring it in and water it again and you should see some growth within a week put it near a bright window you're going to want to turn it every day because when you force bulbs they really lean towards the light kind of like mm-hmm. you know, go towards right. the light from the movies and then it, it'll bloom for you now if you're going to buy hyacinths the other thing you can use are a small vase or they have a hyacinth um vases that you can use yes i have a couple of those and and they're great and so just you know you can actually put your bulbs in a um, paper bag and put them in the back of the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and just bring them out you know the same time and I, i that's what i do i have about seven of those vases and so i bring out a couple at a time so i kind of have a staggered bloom and you get it, you know, just put them towards a bright window and make sure, you know, that the roots actually are able to get to the water. And you'll be good. And and how long do they have to stay in the refrigerator before you do that? At least 10 weeks, 12 is better. So when okay, you buy them, thing. you're going to have to look at really January, February. Okay. Um, look Look for what in January and February? The roots? Right. Uh, that's when that's when you bring them out and put them in the vases. Oh, okay. All right. All yeah, right. So you can pick the colors too, instead of all one color. Oh yes, they're so pretty and they smell so nice. All right. Yes, they do. Thanks for the call, Susan. I've got about a minute, so make it quick, please. Good morning. You're on KDKA. Uh, hi. Say, um, Davy Tree analyzed a climbing hydrangea and some Pierce japonica shrubs with a fungus. Uh, with the climbing hydrangea, I really thinned it out and cut a lot of it back because it was okay. so thick. What do you think my chances are of it blooming next year? Uh, probably not. You know, so... But if you have the fungus and you cut it, you did what was recommended. Sometimes we have to sacrifice for beauty. You know, that's what they're always telling us. And you probably did it with your hydrangea as well. Yeah, do you think um, I'm going to have the spraying application done by Davy Tree next year on both the shrub and the climbing hydrangea? Do you think it'll survive? Oh, 
you know, Davey knows what they're doing. They've done a lot of work for me. It, they'll be fine. They won't overdo it as some people have. You know, they'll be fine and they'll survive. You know, here again, what I talked about earlier is make sure you keep everything watered well now so it's okay. nice and healthy for the spring. All right, fine. Thank you. Good luck. All right, listen, Mrs. Noda, let me give you about 30 seconds. Just kind of summarize good and bad of the gardening season looking back. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> All the way around? No bright spots? Well, I got to tell you, my garlic and my um, Italian onions, the, tor- the tropez, were fabulous. My tomatoes were so bad, I actually had to go get them from my brother. Really? And I grow a lot of tomatoes. So it's because of those miserable strawberries. They they just went everywhere. They well, were like kudzu. Listen. Have a great time tonight, you and your significant other, your hubby. Have fun. Enjoy the Eagles, okay? Okay. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you next week. The great Denise Schreiber, Mrs. Know-It-All. Always love spending time with her. She is a fan favorite and truly an expert. She will be here next week, and Doug will be back two weeks from today as he is somewhere in Italy right now, six hours ahead of us, enjoying a great vacation with some of his uh, faithful fans. All right, now, I want you to stick around because after Josh gives you the latest at 8 o'clock, Frank and I are headed to the kitchen. It's all about pizza. It's all about calzones. It's about the sauce, the pepperoni, all of the fixings, that Parmesan cheese on top for a little added flavor, and the crust so flaky, golden brown, and delicious. So get ready to get out those cookie sheets because we're going to make pizza next on the Coons Cooking Hour with your Pratt Pack at KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Good morning. Josh is next at 8. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.